Hey y'all, welcome to the Wildfire Podcast. So, like I said last week, today is going to be all about praise in our prayer life. We are going to focus on why and how we should praise God in our prayers, as well as overcoming the difficulties associated with praise. I can't wait to get started! So before I begin, I just want to say that everything I say is simply from personal experience and what I have learned. I'm not saying anything to condemn anyone. So the first aspect of prayer we're going to look at and the first step we should take whenever we pray to God is praise. Praise acknowledges who God is. And when we praise him, we remember his goodness, his perfection, who he was in the past, who he is now, and who he will be in the future. We remind ourselves that he is so much greater than anything we can imagine or anything we could ever plan to have in the future, but bigger than our plans, um, and it's all perfect. But I notice when I struggle to praise God, the obstacle that often gets in my way is my own pride. I can only see myself, my schedule, my own life, everything I have to do, the reputation I want to have. I tend to value my life over the life I have as a servant of Christ. Most of all, I look over the greatest gift that has ever been given to any of us, and that is the salvation. That is God sending his son to die for us. I feel like those days when I feel like I can do anything on my own, the days when life is good, those are the times when I tend to value my life so much more. But those moments never last. It lasts for maybe a day or when I'm on vacation. Um, but pretty soon it all goes away and I'm left feeling empty inside. The only way I can find true joy is through praising the Lord and remembering who He is and humbled by the fact that He would use me. Praise establishes God is who He is. His greatness, His love, His mercy, everything we could ever imagine. His plan is so much greater than mine, and it is nothing like my own plan. So praise is the first aspect of prayer, and it sets our focus. It reminds us of the God we serve. So that way, the rest of the prayer will follow this mindset. That's why it's so important to praise Him first. But praise isn't just to check a box. It's not just, I don't have a list of P-R-A-Y. Okay, I did the P. Check. No, it's not. It's more than that. They should start, yes, of course, by glorifying God and setting our minds straight. But this aspect of prayer should follow us throughout the stages as well. It should be our mindset, not just to check a box. Psalm 115.1 says, Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. They didn't just ask that God's name be glorified above theirs, even though that seems like a good thing to do, but that his name be glorified instead of theirs. They took none of the credit. They gave it completely to God because they knew that their value was not in what the world could give them, but in who God said they were. They gave up recognition and self-praise, which led to humility and the ability to praise God without reservations. They would instead find their joy in glorifying God, which is greater than anything the praise of this world could give us. So I'm going to read a section of Psalm 103. I want you to focus on how David praises the Lord in his entirety. He praises God as he is always good, despite what happens in this world. He used examples. He notices God's goodness. He looks out for it. Later, he describes God and his faithfulness to Moses. 
God is good and faithful in the past, present, future, and that is evident in his praise. It says, praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives you your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Verse 8, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. I'd encourage you to read the whole chapter of Psalm 103 and see how David remembers who God is in the past, present, and the future. I hope you'll join me next week as we look at the second aspect of prayer, which is repent. So today, for our quarantine entertainment, you just have me, and I'm going to be sharing a few weird facts I found online. So during quarantine, some people have picked up some interesting habits, if you know what I mean. So a lot of people are watching way too much Netflix, which I've been guilty of as well, I'm going to admit, um, because there's nothing else to do. You know, you can't go hang out with friends or anything. The next thing would be to eat, which they seem to kind of go hand in hand, you know? You're in your house and there's not much else to do, so people go to their pantry instead of going to hang out with friends, because that's a little bit more difficult nowadays. So I looked up some ways to control how much we're eating. The first one would be to hang a mirror where you eat, which seems kind of weird. I'd have to like go walk into the bathroom and eat my meals in front of the mirror in the bathroom, which I don't think I'm really gonna do, or get a big old mirror like from Ikea and hang it next to the dining room table, which I don't think I will do that as well. The next trick is to light a vanilla scented candle right after dinner. And apparently smelling vanilla after dinner makes people not want to eat dessert, which would be weird because I don't really want to eat vanilla for dessert. Another one for all you coffee lovers is apparently if you drink a cup of coffee in the morning, it speeds up your metabolism. And so it suppresses people's appetites which sounds like a good way to not eat as much. <laughs> the last one would be if you're going to have a piece of candy, it says you should get a wrapped piece of candy. Like if you go to the store, don't get one of the open packages, get wrapped one. Because apparently people eat less if they have to unwrap every individual candy. Which I don't know if that's because you can count how many you've eaten or just because it takes more time. So I'm not sure which one it is. I'm not really sure I'm going to um, go through with any of these, but... For your entertainment, there are some ways to control how much we're eating during quarantine. (laughs) Thank y'all so much for listening to this episode of the Wildfire Podcast. I hope you'll join me next week as we look at the second aspect of prayer, which is repent. Also be sure to go follow the Wildfire Podcast on Instagram for all the latest updates. Talk to y'all soon.